Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
Well, the well, the summer won't be gone, but I'm saying June will be gone. And then we'll start with July. July 4th, uh, most Americans celebrate uh, Independence Day, July the 4th. So it's a big holiday and it's a big time for the American people. And so we thank God for all he has done for us, all he has given to us, what he's given to us right now, and what he will give to us. He's that kind of God. He's on our side in spite of us. He looked beyond our faults and yet meet our needs. He told us we could cast our cares upon him, for he cares for us. Look what he told us. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. No weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. We are more than conquerors. More than conquerors through Christ Jesus that loves us. We can look to the hills. Hills which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord. He made the heaven and the earth. That's good news in itself right there. If you're a believer, that's good news. You just got to get in the word, remind yourself what he said concerning you, and walk in it. By faith, you walking by faith in what God said concerning you because he's not a lying God. And so we're grateful again unto him this morning. We appreciate him. We love him. And we're constantly remembering, without you, Lord, we can do nothing. Hallelujah. We're going to morning prayer, another song. And when we come back, I want to share a fourth Sunday fellowship with you. And today we're in the book of Genesis chapter 38. And I want y'all to remember this name, Tamar. Remember that name, Tamar. Yeah, because we're going to read it today, but we're going to talk about Genesis chapter 38. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning thanking you for hearing and answering us. Father, we thank you that your eyes are in every place. You're beholding the evil and the good. You see the wicked and the righteous. Help us today to be good. Help us to be righteous before you. Help us to be holy because you're holy. Father, we come this morning, bow down, asking for forgiveness of all our sins, all our wrongdoings, our wrong thoughts, our wrong speakings, our wrong feelings. And Father, though our sins be as scarlet, we ask you this morning to wash us as white as snow. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness and give us a clean heart today. And Father, renew the right spirit within us in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we thank you. We thank you for forgiving us and putting our sins and wrongdoings in the sea of forgetfulness and never remember them again. Father, you put it as far as the heavens from the earth. And we thank you this morning. For without you, it couldn't be done. Without the shedding of your son's blood, it couldn't be done. Your words said, come, let us reason together. Though your sins be scarlet, I will wash you as white as snow. And we thank you for the cleansing, your cleansing power this morning through the blood of your son Jesus. The blood makes the difference. The blood washes away sin and wrongdoings. And we thank you, Lord, for renewing the right spirit within us today. Help us to keep our mind on you. Lord, all day this Monday, let it be all about you. Let us talk to you more throughout the day, no matter what. In the name of Jesus, 
Lord, we can get on the phone and talk for hours and hours. And we want to talk to you for hours and hours throughout our day. Hallelujah. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. And we thank you this morning. We bring every call and every listener before you. Asking that you would bless every household represented here. Lord, we ask today that you would move in a mighty way. And Lord, you would move in a way we've never seen you move before that will encourage us to draw closer to you and to obey your word more. Do it for us this morning. We can't do it without you. We can't keep ourselves. So, Lord, we need you to keep us. Hallelujah. Not against our will, but because we want to be kept by Almighty God, Jehovah, who have all power. Hallelujah. There's no higher power. We ask that you would do it in the name of your son, Jesus. We thank you this morning. And, Father, we bring those that are sick before you, asking that you would touch and heal today. You heal all manner of sickness and disease. There's nothing too hard for you to do. Father, you made the heavens and the earth. All the earth is yours, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. So, Father, heal today as only you can do. Oh, we thank you right now. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. There's yet healing in the hem of your garment. And, Father, as we press in today for healing, we ask that you would heal us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Ask this morning that you would bless those incarcerated. Father, those that are in every branch of the military, widowers, bereaved families, intercessory prayer people, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you. Hallelujah. Father, we ask that you would bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Father, bless all our brothers and sisters overseas. We ask, Father, today that you would bless, continue these United States of America and that, God, you would bring us all back to you wholeheartedly. The country was built on you. You bless the people to build America. And God, we ask this morning that we would be grateful and appreciative and love you for it and bow down in worship, turning everything off but you. Help us today, again, to keep our mind on you. For, Father, you'll keep us in perfect peace. And in perfect peace, we can pray more. In perfect peace, we can remember your word more. In perfect peace, we can remember to obey your word in the name of Jesus. We give you glory this morning. We give you honor and praise. Father, we lift you up because we are asking you to draw all men unto you in the name of Jesus. Thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here. Move by your spirit today. But, Father, you said it's by your spirit you would go. So come this morning, God. Lift us up. Come this morning. Encourage us and inspire us to do more through you and in you because of you. Hallelujah. Father, do it for your glory that your name will be praised that we'll bow down and remember you today. Do it, Father. Fix our hearts, regulate our minds this day. Help us to have, have a song in our heart 
all day today that we sang unto you. Help us to remember scripture, that we quote your word back to you off and on all day. Help us today to become your people, a holy people, because you're holy. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for every heart represented here. We thank you this morning, those coming through the archives and the podcast. We thank you for them this morning. And, Father, we want souls to be saved. We don't just want an experience, an emotional mood. But, Lord, we want to become yours through obedience, obeying you, obeying your word. In Jesus' name, amen and hallelujah this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We thank you, Jesus. There's none like you. Hallelujah. Thank you for your miracle working. Hey, glory. Your miracle working power. Thank you for your delivering power. Oh, we thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough. We love you. We appreciate you. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord. Can't say thank you enough. Oh, you've been so good to us. Better than we could ever be to ourselves. Because things could be so much worse in each of our lives. But, Lord, as we turn it over to you, your way maker, your promise keeper, hallelujah, told us to cast our cares upon you, for you cared for us. Oh, you, Father, you have nothing evil against us. You know your thoughts towards us, and you're bringing us to an expected end. I expect a good end. Hallelujah. I expect to go back with you when you come. We all do, Father. Help us to be the church, each of us that you're coming back looking for without spot or wrinkle. Help us to love our enemies. Help us to obey you, God. In Jesus' name, we're asking it all. Amen and hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Let me tell y'all something. This is the God of all gods. There's none like him. I don't know a God that loves us the way that he loves us. But many times we can't see it. Many times we can't feel it because we so after what we want. We so after cutting the trial short. The trial come to make us strong because the next trial after that is going to be a bit harder than this trial that you're in. I was looking at myself yesterday, lost two or three pounds, and I was praying about losing the weight and getting the weight off. But if I'm going to keep eating what puts the weight on, how could God take the weight off? And I keep eating wrong. I got to check myself. Every blue moon I can have something. Every blue moon I can have a piece of pound cake. I can have a, a big cup of ice cream, whatever. But not every day. I can't eat fried foods every day and think I'm going to live. Yeah, that's going to cause heart problems and many more. Digested, all kinds. But Lord, help me today. Strengthen me. Touch and heal my mouth that I don't even desire what I shouldn't have. Help me to eat a more healthier diet. Yeah. I can eat as much spinach as, as I want to. Much greens. They are so good for us. And then I can begin to pray and ask the Lord to help me to continue. Lord, change my mind when it comes to food. 
Let me eat to live and not live to eat. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, do it for all of us, God, that's overweight. Hallelujah. I tell you, when COVID came, I had just lost 60 pounds. Went to the digestive doctor, and he said in his statement, you have lost some weight. I said, thank you. 60 pounds. Here come COVID. Well, they was calling it coronavirus. And I'm home alone. So I'm in here baking whole pound cake, peach cobbler, banana pudding, big meals, whatever I wanted. Because Walmart was still delivering groceries. Publix was still delivering. When Dixie was still delivering groceries. Bring your groceries in and spray them down and everything. Take them out and bags and wash them and put them in fresh bags. Yeah, all of that. When I know anything, I have gained that 60 plus. And I lose 10 pounds, 15 pounds. When I know anything, I done gained it back. But I'm asking the Lord this time to help me to keep the weight off. Because if I keep the weight off, I can move around better. I was looking at Elder Lawrence yesterday, 87 years old. And he had a few problems, but the man is getting around. I said to myself, well, the Lord getting around better than me. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I wanted to share that, and then I want to go to this one right quick. And... Um, when we come back, we are coming back uh, to tell about Sports Sunday Fellowship yesterday, and then we're going to be in the book of Genesis chapter 28. Let's hear a little bit of this one. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as in the blood of the Lamb Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin And be washed in the blood of the Lamb There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb Are you washed in the blood In the soul cleansing blood of the Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Some glad morning when this life is over I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Yeah, the blood of Jesus. Has he washed you clean? And then the next one he's saying was, I'll fly away. Yeah, I like all of this kind of carrying on. Yeah. So listen, I wanted to talk about uh, Fourth Sunday Fellowship uh, yesterday. Many know that we uh, come together at different churches different denominations, and uh, we come together to lift up the name of Jesus. And so on yesterday, um, we started off a little rocky because people had told me they would come and uh, they they wasn't able to make it. Some called me and let me know, you know, I called them and they told me, but this is the deal, this is the deal. When you go from a sincere heart, when you go to lift up the name of Jesus, when you go because you want people to be delivered, you want people to get saved, yeah, you want people to remember God. Oh, the list is endless why I go and why I do for a Sunday fellowship. Well, my pastor and the first lady and her, uh, most people would call this woman an armor bearer. They came. Uh, Elder Lawrence, I've been knowing this man a lot of years. He's the used to be my administrator of Jesus in the morning. I mean, Freedom Doors Ministries' dad. That's 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 her dad. So he told me to call his other daughter and tell her to come on. They needed her, so she said, "I'm coming. I'm on my way." So quite a few people showed up. People I hadn't seen since before COVID. Every December the 25th, I used to have a Christmas service at that same church every year in Atlantic Beach, Florida. So I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen. When I asked people to do something, they got up right away and did whatever was asked of them. We came to lift up the name of Jesus, not the name of Barbara. So I didn't know people's names because the program had to change. The service had, you know, who would go do saying whatever. Two guitar players showed up. Let me tell y'all something. I went through the building, and I know that God didn't give me a word for I shook the hand and, and, and asked God to bless them, and some he gave a word to. Some people after the service was coming up reminded me what God had told them, let's say, 10 years ago. You know, they were telling me, you told me God said this, and he did it. The pastor wife came to me yesterday. Well, she the pastor, not a bishop wife. And she said, do you know, do you remember you told my mom she was going to live a long time? I said, I, I can't remember. Because you, you done been through so many people. You done been so many places. You just can't. She said, well, you told my mom she was going to live a long time. She said, it's been years ago. She said, my mama is 90 years old. She remembered what you told her. Her hand uh, was hurt, a hand off the rider. You, you prayed for the hand, God healed her hand. And do you know my mama remember you? I was like, what? But I was so busy back and forth because I'm trying to, <laughs> we lead an offering at the church. 
But what we're trying to do is we're trying to um, be a blessing to the speaker. And if we can, be a blessing to the musicians. I was trying to get the bishop blessed because he brought a word, uh, the potter and the clay. Ooh, he walked through that thing a minute. You hear me? He said he wasn't gonna be. He, he didn't want to be too long because he wanted it to be short. But the Lord moved the potter and the clay out of Jeremiah. Oh, he blessed. He blessed the house. When he get done, it's my time to get up and move through the house. Cause you know I just can't stand in the pulpit and da 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 da. But look, he moved through that house. He moved through that house. This man gave me his phone number. I want to say this. Listen, we got to wait on God. I I know sometimes we want it to be quick, fast, and in a hurry. I know we want God to do it overnight because he can. He really can do it overnight for us. But sometimes he's not moving like that. Look, he know the very intent of your heart. And sometimes you just need somebody to talk to. They call it venting. You need somebody to vent to. You need to talk to somebody you know won't tell nobody else about what you told them. But we have to wait until God sends the right person along. You said, but I'm losing my mind. I can't sleep. I can't do this. I can't I can barely think right. I don't know what to do. But yet you got to wait until God sent the right person. He sent the right person for this person yesterday. And when I ministered to them, I talked to them last night. They said they held their head down because they was ashamed that God was seeing, you know. But they said as soon as I spoke that word, grabbed their hand and spoke that word, they were delivered. They told me they had never told nobody about this. And they were close to their sister, but they didn't even tell her. She was at the meeting yesterday. We got to wait on God. Do you hear what I say? Job said, though it slay me, he was going to yet trust God. He didn't care what come his way. He was going to trust and wait on the Lord. Well, in many cases, he put us in a position where that's all we can do is wait. We can't change what has taken place. All we can do is wait on God. And they that wait on him are going to renew their strength. That's the part I want to talk about. There's some more to that now. But that renewing of your strength. Because sometimes... That enemy come in like a flood, and we forget it's God that will raise a standard. That enemy come in and look, you've been paying your light bill. You, 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 you pay your water. You pay your bills. But then all of a sudden, something comes along, and you can't do what you used to do. The money is not there. You, you, you're praying. You told God about it, but it looks like he's not moving. Because you got to wait on him. He's got the perfect timing. All of a sudden, here come money for your mortgage, for your rent, 
Here come the light be a money, the water be a money, insurance, car insurance, health insurance, uh, 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 what this kind of insurance, uh, uh, barrier insurance. It creeped in. It creeped in, but God moved. You know it wasn't you, and it wasn't the place that the money come from, but God opened a door, but you had to wait. Sometimes we want to rush through situations. No, we need to wait. Even in being sick, God don't always heal instantly. He lets you go through the sickness. There's a purpose and a plan for that. There's a system. There's a reason God is allowing that. Yeah, but it's all right today in Jesus' name. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We don't plead the blood of Jesus enough. We don't rebuke evil enough. We just let it go on. But we got to start rebuking evil. Remembering the blood of Jesus covers everything that concerns us that's not going our way, that, that makes us uncomfortable. But we got to have some patience around here and wait on God. Bring your flesh under subjection. Because a lot of times our flesh is leaping and jumping and we, we, we don't really want to bring it under subjection. We know that we should, but we don't really want to because we want to please the flesh. But you got to stop that flesh in its tracks and just say, no, I'm not doing this. Because if I do this, it's going to carry me too far out there. Next thing I know, I'm sleeping with prostitutes. That's the meaning. Next thing, women, you sleeping with married men. Because once you open that Pandora box, that devil bring everything that make it feel good to your flesh. So we got to be patient. We got to wait on God. We got to just say no to the flesh. Praying to walk in the spirit. Stop yourself. Take time. Stop yourself. And take time to do what you need to do concerning spiritual things. And that's God. Yeah, I'm telling you, that devil will have you so far out that you won't know what to do. So look, talk to the person last night. Deliverance came for them. We had a wonderful time. I said Elder Lawrence is 87 years old. And I'm talking about this man can sing for an 87-year-old man. Ooh, we had a time in the Holy Ghost on yesterday. See, because people think preachers perfect. Yeah, they, they think we perfect. We don't never do no wrong. We we can't do no wrong because we just, we can't do it because we just so sealed. Preachers go through like anybody else. We get human. We was human before we became spiritual. This one preacher got up and told what a mess he was. I started laughing. Y'all know if I can't laugh, I'm not going. He said he had been in the military, and I forgot what branch. That he had been all over the world, in other words, and everywhere he went, he did his dirt the way he wanted to do it. And I know when it came to women, he was just showing up. Because he was a nice-looking man. He said he was 70 years old, but he don't look 70. He really and truly don't look, even with a head full of white hair. This man don't look 70, and he don't have the body of a 70-year-old man. So 
women was falling all over, and he just going on with the program. But he knew better. He knew better than to do that. At the church where we was, he said he was born in the corner. But he told his testimony. That thing tickled me because I know what he was talking about. My pastor got up. I mean, the bishop got up and told what a mess he was before he came to the Lord and after he came to the Lord. Yeah. That's why I I share what I share every morning. We got to stay with God. We got to keep our mind on him. Because if not, the flesh going to get unruly. It wants some things. Yeah, the devil told me one day, hey, look here, uh, Bobby, you are 66. You, you, you ain't going to never have sex again. You just going to down out of here without no sex. <laughs> I'm telling you what he told me. Yes, sir, I will. Yes, sir, I most certainly will if this is what God has for me. Yeah, because see, sometimes God can put you with a man or a woman, and they're not, they don't have the capability of sex. No more. Yeah, they got some problems. But you want to get married. I remember this evangelist giving me her testimony. She said she took the man from another woman. She took the man from another woman. And he married her. They never did have a honeymoon because he just couldn't get right. That's all I can tell you. You see what she did, though? This flesh would trick us. It'll trick us into some foolishness. And when we know anything, we messed up. Another lady got married because the preacher was preaching against the pastor. He was preaching against fornication. And they decided to get married so that the pastor could see that they was married. Now I can have I can make love to my husband freely. Well, how about the husband had diabetes so bad, he he just couldn't get right. So she was frustrated and divorced the man. Because that's what she married him for, to lay in play. I'm like, I'm looking at all of in the church. I'm looking at all of this, but I say to myself now, this is before I fully came to God. I say to myself, I said, Bob, I don't care what kind of sex you want. Don't you marry nobody. Don't you marry nobody. If you're going to lay and play, go on and lay and play, get up and repent and go on. Now, this before I fully come to the Lord. I knew better than to play with God like that. I'm going to marry somebody so I can just lay and play. Uh-uh. God will respect you more if you stay true to yourself. I don't want to be nobody husband. I don't want to be nobody wife. God will respect that better because at least you're honest. You're truthful. You're telling them about your true heart. And he'll work that thing out in you. It'll be no more sheets. You won't be laying up with who you're not married to. And you won't be laying up with folks that's already married. Because that's not your husband and that's not your wife. They are already spoken for. God has already given them to somebody. So how are they going to become yours? Woo! 
but I knew better. And I thank God, I thank God for giving me wisdom. Even when I wasn't, I was his, but I wasn't fully his. See, he was my part-time lover because on Sundays, I would go over there and, you know, call myself worshiping him, praising him, hearing the word and yelling back at the preacher. And then I'm over there cooking first Sunday Sunday breakfast. Whoever came to breakfast, it was ready, hot and ready for you. Leave church, jump in the car with my boyfriend and head on out. Pastor done preached all that word. I done cooked all that first Sunday breakfast. I done cheerleaded the pastor on. Now here I'm is with the boyfriend getting ready to sin. Y'all hear me? We just got to say no to our flesh, and we got to have the patience to wait on God. I'm telling you what he's pleased with this morning, and that's the truth. Don't let your mind take you so far out there you messing up. You, you, you done started sinning. It's not just wrongdoings no more because you know better and you want your flesh to be pleased. Some people, oh, they desire to please that flesh so they do all kind of wicked things. All kind of wicked thoughts. Let this mind be in us. That was also in Christ Jesus, the son of the true and living God, his only begotten son that he gave. And if we believe on him, we won't perish, but have everlasting life. In the beginning, God come working. He, in the beginning, God created. He come working. We got to work too. It should always be a spiritual battle going on with us, flesh against spiritual, carnal against natural. I mean, Connor against spiritual. I'm sorry. There will always, if you say sanctified and Holy Ghost spirit, there's always a fight. God delivered me from some things. I used to like tall me. You wasn't tall, you wasn't by nothing in my book. What? If I can't look up at you, I don't, I ain't got time for you. God delivered me from all that craziness, madness. He had to be a certain weight. Nonsense. That's what it was. Straight foolishness. That's what it was. God delivered me from all of that. Delivered me from looking at me and crazy. Yeah. And there are a lot of men like crazy women. (laughs) Believe it or not. But God delivered me. And once I fully come to him, he fixed all of that. I, whatever I wanted fixed, he began to fix it. Because now it's about a spiritual walk. It's nothing about your flesh no more. If you're going to please God, you got to come out your flesh and walk in the spirit. If you're not walking in the spirit, you're not pleasing God. Because he's a spirit. He can't take nothing else. But what's holy, righteous, and spiritual, that's all he can do. So all that natural stuff people think they're doing and I thought I was doing. Yeah, because I thought I was doing something, you know, because I'm cooking on the first Sunday. I became, we went uh, to visit another church, and we didn't have no ushers at our church. Me and my friend Bell, we ushered at another church. I didn't even really know nothing about ushering, and it pleased the pastor. 
she and I wore the same color cream. Had our little gloves on and we was ushers, seating people. The pastor say, well, I got ushers. The church got ushers. I did it that one time, never did it no more. Now, I was, I was serious about the church business now because I was a part. See, but during that time, it, for me, in a sense, it was nothing but a social club. A social club, I belong. And I can tell others about it, you know. But when the Holy Ghost comes, when God saved me, sanctified me, and filled me with the Holy Ghost, all of that natural foolishness, what you thought about me, and I'm doing this to be seen, all of that went out to wonder. All the nonsense, the foolishness, like I say, went out to wonder. Because I really was a fool. I really was a fool, and a fool do foolish things. I'm doing things so the people could see it when I should have been doing things that was pleasing unto God. Look what he did for me. Sent his son all the way to Calvary for me. Allowed his son to give up the ghost for me. And I'm talking about what some natural man or woman thinks. No man. As the world said, I ain't going to be able to do it. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. I love the Lord. He brought me out the Mari pit. I love the Lord when I was sinking deep in sin. I was far from the peace for sure. Very deeply stained within. I was sinking to rise no more. I wasn't coming back. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. I wasn't in my lips, wasn't even moving. He heard my heart. He heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me. The day I can say, safe am I. Love lifted me. When nothing else would work, when nothing else would do, love, the love of God lifted me. Hallelujah. I'm determined. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah to you. Oh, thank you, his majesty. We thank you this morning, Master. I'm determined to go all the way with him. All the way to the end with him. There's nothing and nobody else more worthier than he. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you today, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He heard my prayer concerning that poor son. I couldn't just tell y'all of it. It was too much. He heard my prayer for that poor Sunday fellowship and gave me the evidence that not only he heard, but he did what I asked. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hope was healed. Yeah. Hope was filled. Yeah. I thank God. Because it can't be about us. It must be all about him and his work being done. And we got to work while it's day because night is coming. And when night comes, no man can see. So again, this morning, well, I'm going to add three things. Repent, that's so important. Patience, to wait on God. Work on your flesh. Work on bringing your flesh under subjection. 
so that God can live in you, through you. And look, you can do what it is that pleases him. You can do the things that he accepts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you, Lord. We thank you today. There's none like him. When I think on the goodness of him, and when I think on the things he did for me, I couldn't do this for myself. It was impossible. Couldn't do it. Waited on him. And he come to see about me. Waited patiently on the Lord. And he truly showed up concerning me. And I know he'll do this for us today. All of us. He's no respect the person. Somebody might say, but Barbara, see, you always going to feed the hungry. You always doing this shit. Look, yesterday, on my way to the fourth Sunday fellowship, what did Barbara do? Stop by and deliver groceries. Yeah, and when the person come out the house, they spoke to me. I'm I'm telling them with sheer joy in their voice. They spoke to me. Yeah. Why? Because they were being blessed. They had groceries to eat. And I didn't take them no junk. I had just left Walmart from picking it up. Fresh out of the store. Oh, yeah. And many things that I like, not just any old thing. So I knew they would be happy. And then the, the older children in the house, because their teenagers were there, they know how to fry chicken. A chicken leg, <laughs> a leg quarter, they, they know how to do this type of thing. So I took all that over there, knowing they would be blessed. God is faithful. God is faithful. Thank you, Jesus. We got to get up from sitting down. Work unto the Lord. Give God your whole heart. Give God your all. Get your song today, a song today. Choose your song today. It don't have to be your favorite song, but choose a song that give God glory. Give him praise. Give him honor. Even give him worship if you want to. It could be just all worship. And all day long again, sing that song. You can be on the job just humming low to yourself. You may be able to put the earbuds in your ear on the job and let it play. Because we want to remember God today. We want to bring our flesh under subjection. We want to have the patience to wait on him. See, what I learned about him is that if I have patience to wait on him when he come, he come in a big way. Sometimes he only come in a way that I can see him. Nobody else don't know it. Only I can see him. Because it was my prayer. Though. I asked him for something, and it's nobody else's business but me and he. So he show up to show me, not only did I hear you, but look what I did. I answered. You said you wanted deliverance to come to the service. I brought it. You wanted the sick to be healed, I healed. 
You wanted the word to come forth. I brought the preacher. Oh, look at here today. God is just faithful. If we could be faithful to him. Forget about yourself. Concentrate on him. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Lift him up in the earth so he can draw others. Woo! I feel, oh, I feel all right right there. Hey, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's my all in all. He's all I got because he's more than I need. Ha! He's more than I need, CR. More than. Hallelujah. Because whatever I need is him that supplies. And he supply according to his riches and glory by his son, Christ Jesus. Thank you for that coffee in the wink. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank God this morning. So look, uh, we're going to one more quick, 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 quick song. And we, we come back. We're coming back with the book of Genesis chapter 38. And I want to talk about that this morning. i 
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. That is Psalm 34, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look again. And that's by the Brooklyn uh, Tabernacle Choir. Psalm 34. Yeah, they, they put words and a melody with it, and it is beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're moving right along this morning, and we're going to Genesis um, chapter 38. And we want to listen to that this morning, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. Remember the name Tamar. Remember that. All right, let's listen. Chapter 38. And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brethren and turned into a certain Adulamite whose name was Hira. And Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. And he took her and went in unto her. And she conceived and bare a son, and he called his name Ur. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she called his name Onan. And she yet again conceived and bare a son, and called his name Shelah. And he was a Kizib when she bare him. And Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar. And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. And Judah said unto Onan, Go in unto thy brother's wife, and marry her, and raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his, and it came to pass, when he went in unto his brother's wife, that he spilled it on the ground, lest that he should give seed to his brother. And the thing which he did displeased the Lord, wherefore he slew him also. Then said Judah to Tamar his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow at thy father's house, till Shelah my son be grown. For he said, Lest peradventure he die also, as his brethren did. And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. And in process of time the daughter of Shua, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted, and went up unto his sheep shearers to Timnath. He and his friend Hira, the Adulamite. And it was told Tamar, saying, Behold, thy father-in-law goeth up to Timnah to shear his sheep. And she put her widow's garments off from her, and covered her with a veil, and wrapped herself, and sat in an open place, which is by the way of Timnath. For she saw that Shelah was grown, and she was not given unto him to wife. When Judah saw her, he thought her to be an harlot, because she had covered her face. And he turned unto her by the way, and said, Go to, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. For he knew not that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, What wilt thou give me, that thou mayest come in unto me? And he said, I will send thee a kid from the flock. And she said, Wilt thou give me a pledge, till thou send it? And he said, What pledge shall I give thee? And she said, Thy signet, and thy bracelets, and thy staff that is in thine hand. And he gave it her, and came in unto her, and she conceived by him. And she arose and went away, and laid by her veil from her, and put on the garments of her widowhood. And Judah sent the kid by the hand of his friend the Adulamite to receive his pledge from the woman's hand, but he found her not. Then he asked the men of that place, saying, Where is the harlot that was openly by the wayside? And they said, There was no harlot in this place. And he returned to Judah and said, I cannot find her. And also the men of the place said that there was no harlot in this place. And Judah said, Let her take it to her, lest we be shamed. Behold, I sent this kid, and thou hast not found her. 
And it came to pass about three months after, that it was told Judah, saying, Tamar, thy daughter-in-law, hath played the harlot. And also, behold, she is with child by whoredom. And Judah said, Bring her forth, and let her be burnt. When she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose these are am I with child. And she said, Discern, I pray thee, whose are these, the signet and bracelets and staff. And Judah acknowledged them, and said, She hath been more righteous than I, because that I gave her not to Shelah my son, and he knew her again no more. And it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass, when she travailed, that the one put out his hand, and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first. And it came to pass, as he drew back his hand, that, behold, his brother came out. And she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore his name was called Ferez. And afterward came out his brother, that had the scarlet thread upon his hand, and his name was called Zerah. Okay. So we heard this, we heard this, and we heard Tamar, the name Tamar, and we saw what Tamar done. And uh, once Judah found out it was her, he said he couldn't find, you know, really he couldn't be against it. He couldn't have fault because he promised her that when his son became an adult, that he would give the son to her to marry if he didn't die, like the other two died. So when the son became an adult, he still didn't do it. And so she tricked him and got her some children from the dad. Yeah. So we're moving on. We're going back to look at it. Yeah. It says, now at that time, Judah went away from his brothers and became the friend of a man of a doulum named Hira. And there he saw the daughter of a certain man of Canaan named Shul and took her as his wife. And she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Ur. Now, to me, the name Ur, that, that would mean to me Uz. That, that's what it sounds like to me. This is this, this not going to be good. Yeah. Verse 4 says, and again she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Onan. Then she had another son to whom she gave the name Shelah. She was at Shezil when the birth took place. So she done had three sons. And Judah took a wife for his first son, Ur, and her name was Tamar. Now, Ur, Judah's first son, did evil in the eyes of the Lord so that he put him to death. God put Ur to death. Didn't I tell you it sounded like Ugh. Yeah. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. And God killed him, put him to death. Then Judah said to Onan, this the other son, go into your brother's wife and do what it is right for a husband, husband's brother to do. Make her your wife and get offspring for your brother. So in other words, go on in there with your sister-in-law. Marry her. Because, you know, when, when you lay in play, you marry. 
So go in there and marry her and uh, have some children by her for your brother. Verse 9 says, but Odin, seeing that the offspring would not be his, he would not be his, went in to his brother's wife, but let his seed go on to the earth so that he might not get offspring for his brother. So when he went in with her, he didn't do what it takes for the man that, that, to release the seed in the, in the wife so that she can conceive. In other words, he let it still on the ground. Because he's thinking, if I do this, I give seed to my brother. And what he did was evil in the eyes of the Lord. So that he put him to death like his brother. He put him to death. And I know many men today, they do what they call masturbation. They got women into it now. That is against God. That's wasted seed. Yeah. But I'm by myself, yeah, and you should bring your body, your mind, and all of that under subjection. You should make that flesh behave. You can do it if you choose to. You just don't want to. When your mind tell you, hey, you, you could go ahead and, and snort two lines of cocaine, you don't do that. You say, oh, no, I don't, I don't do no dope now. Okay, so when it comes to this type thing, sexual thing, why can't you just say no to that? Yeah. You saying, oh, God, say be of a sober mind. Well, he killed this boy here, owning him, for wasting his seed. But they choose their sins. People choose the different sins, what they want to do and what they don't want to do. Yeah, they choose their sins. So look, we're going a little bit further now. 11 says, uh, 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 chapter 38, verse 11, then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, the daughter-in-law, go back to your father's house and keep yourself as a widow. To my son, Shelah becomes a man. For he had in his mind the thought that death might come to him as it had come to his brother. So Tamar went back to her father-in-law's house or her father's house. He told her to go back. Wait for this son to become a man if he lived now. But he had in his mind the thought that death might come to him as it had come to his brother. So Tamar went back to the father's house. And after time, Bathsheba, Judah's wife, came to her inn. And after Judah was comforted for her loss, he went to Timnah, where they were cutting the wool of his sheep. And his friend Hara of Abdullah went with him. Now, uh, Judah's wife done died. That's sure. She done died. And so he went up, you know, during the time of mourning, and they comforted him for his loss. And he went to Timnah, 
He went on up here. Let's go up here and cut some wool. Let's let's cut some sheep. You know, get the wool off it. Cause you know, wool is worth money. Sheep wool. Had a friend, Hiram, and he was of Abdullah. He went with him. They called him a Abdullahite. Uh, yeah. Thirteen says. And when Tamar had knew that her father-in-law was going up to Timnah to the wool cutting, she took off her widow's clothing. See, back in the day, and it should be still today, but people don't do all that. When your husband or wife die, you mourn a while. And you come out in certain clothes because you mourning and, and, and your husband or your wife gone. So uh, Tamar thinking, well, look here, enough is enough now. The boy done got grown. They ain't giving me no husband. I ain't having no children. And what's going on? So now I'm having to get with the daddy who made the promise to me but didn't keep it. She took off her widow clothing and covering herself with her veil, she took her seat near Enum on the road to Timnah. where she saw that Sheila was now a man, but she had not been made his wife. When Judah saw her, he took her to be a loose woman of the town, prostitute, because her face was covered. And turning to her by the roadside, he said to her, let me come in to you. For he had no idea that she was his daughter-in-law. And she said, what will you give me as my price. <laughs> and he said, I will give you a young goat from the flock. And she said, what will you give me as a sign till you send it? And he said, what would you have? And she said, your ring and this cord and the stick in your hand. So he gave them to her and went into her. And she became with child by the father-in-law, Judah. Then she got up and went away and took off her veil and put on her widow's clothing. Then Judah sent his friend Hira with the young goat to go back uh, to get the things which he had given as a sign to the woman, but she was not there. They couldn't find her. She was gone. And he put questions to the men of the place, saying, where is the loose woman who was in Enum, by the wayside. And they said, there was no such woman there. So in other words, they told him, in this place, it's no prostitute. Ain't no harlots over here. Verse 22 says, so he went back to Judah and said, I have not seen her. And the men of the place say that there is no such woman there. Remember, he sent the, the, the boy to go get his stuff from her. The ring and the cord and the, his staff and all of that. And Judah said, let her keep the thing so that we may not be shamed. I sent the young goat, but you did not see the woman. Now, about three months after this, the word came to Judah that Tamar, his daughter-in-law, had been acting like a loose woman and was with child 
And Judah said, take her out and let her be burned. He was going to take her out and burn her. Remember the woman they were going to stone to death? Yeah, they didn't play back. She he was dead serious. And while she was being taken out, she sent word to her father-in-law saying, the man whose property these things are is the father of my child. Say then, who are this ring and this cord and this stick? Who's, who this belongs to? Yeah. He was going to burn her, but look, <laughs> she kept her something to hold on to, to fight against the death. Yeah. And let him know, hey, whose property these things are? Who, whose stuff is this? It, 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 the, the, the stuff that I got is the father of my child. So come on, tell me, who, who rang and cord and stick is this? It was Judas, the one who told him to burn her. So now he got to stop the burn now. <laughs> 26 says, then Judas said openly that they they were his and said, she is more upright than I am. For I did not give her to Sheila, my son. And he had no more connection with her. Now, but they 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 having a baby, and he cut her off. What happened? And when the time came for her to give birth, it was clear that there were two children in her body. She was having twins. And while she was in the act of giving birth, one of them put out his hand, and a woman who was with her put a red thread around his hand, saying, "This one came out first. Yeah. She put the thread around it so she'll know who was the who was the first child. Yeah. In other words, who was the oldest of the twins. But then he took his hand back again, and his brother came first to birth. And the woman said, what an opening you have made for yourself. So he was named Perez. And then his brother came out with the red thread around his hand. And he was named Zera, Zera. Yeah, I see it over there, Zera. So look, we're going on over to 40, and uh, I'm going to let him do 39, I'm sorry, 39, so that um, we can hear these names. Now, I may pronounce them a little bit different because evidently I'm an American. I was born in America, so these things take place. So we're looking at verse 30, I mean, chapter 39. Chapter 39. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. And he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house, and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. 
and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not aught he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person, and well favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in his house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass, as she spake to Joseph day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand, and fled, and got him out. And it came to pass, when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand, and was fled forth, that she called unto the men of her house, and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us, to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. And it came to pass, when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me, and fled, and got him out. And she laid up his garment by her, until his Lord came home. And she spake unto him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me. And it came to pass, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me, and fled out. And it came to pass, when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him, and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound. And he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph, and shewed him mercy, and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand, because the Lord was with him, and that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Ah, uh, yeah, Joseph. Remember the coat of many colors, the brothers sold him, yeah, because they didn't like the fact that the daddy loved him more, and then he told him about the dream. <laughs> he was going to be over everything. You know, you were going to be like a king, in other words, and they could they didn't want to hear that. They couldn't handle it. So they were going to kill him, but the, the oldest brother told him, no, don't kill him. And then he was going to uh, take him back to his daddy, but they decided, no, let's sell him. We'll, we'll teach this dreamer, because when they saw him coming, they said, here come this dreamer. <laughs> yeah. So look, now Joseph was taken uh, down in Egypt and uh, Potiphar, the Egyptian captain of high position in Pharaoh's house, got him for a prize from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. So they sold him and now uh, the Ishmaelite, he going to sell him, sold him to Potiphar. Potiphar. And, and Potiphar was a powerful man. Yeah, he was a captain of high position in Pharaoh's house. So look, and the Lord was with Joseph, and he did well. And he was living in the house of his master, the Egyptian, Potiphar. 
And his master saw that the Lord was with him, making everything he did go well. And, a, and having a high opinion of Joseph as his servant, he made him the overseer of his house and gave him control over all he had. Joseph is a good man. He's a good servant. He's a good worker. I got to put him up. Let him be over everything. Everything he touching is turning out good. He's making good decisions for my house. Yeah. And from the time when he made him overseer and gave him control of all his property, the blessings of the Lord was with the Egyptians because of Joseph. The blessings of the Lord was on all he had and in the house and in the field. Let me tell you something. When you hang out with people of God, you should be blessed. I'm not going to say should. You, you, you are blessed. The evidence should show. I'm hanging out with this person. I'm blessed. Every time I turn around, I'm getting something good in the mail. Every time I turn around, somebody bringing something good over to me. Somebody talking good about me. You're hanging out with blessed folks. You're hanging out with people of God, that God is blessing, and the blessings roll over. Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, and he gave Joseph control of all his property, keeping no account of anything. He didn't have to check behind Joseph. He didn't, he didn't have to say, well, look, I had uh, 10 coins in here. I got to count. No, he didn't do any of that. Anything he put Joseph over, he trusted. But only the food which was put before him. Now, Joseph was a very beautiful in form and face. So he must have been Good to look at. He had to be for that wife to come on to him. He didn't count nothing but the food which was put before Joseph. And after a time, his master's wife, looking on Joseph with desire, said to him, be my lover. Isn't that dirty? What's with women? What's with us? Eve in that garden. Went and, but one thing about it, I don't think Eve was there when God told Adam, don't, don't eat that fruit. Don't eat of that tree. She picked fruit, brought it back, and shared it with Adam. Now, here this woman here, Potiphar's wife. So, look. And after a time, his master's wife, looking on Joseph with desire, said to him, be my lover. But he would not and said to her, you see that my master keeps no account of what I do in his house and has put all his property in my control so that no one has, has more authority in his house than I have. He has kept nothing back from me but you because you are his wife. How then may I do this great wrong sinning against God? And the day after day, day after day, she went on requesting Joseph to come to her and be her lover. 
but he would not give ear to her. He wouldn't listen to her. Now, one day he went into the house to do his work, and not one of the men of the house was inside. And pulling at his coat, she said, come to my bed. But slipping out his coat, he went running away. And when she saw that he had got away, letting, letting her keep his coat, she sent for the men of the house and said to them, see, he has let a Hebrew come in here and make sport of us. In other words, make fun of us. He came to my bed and I gave a loud cry. Oof. 15 said, in hearing it, he went running out without his coat. Mine. And she kept his coat by her till his master came back. Then she gave him the same story saying, the Hebrew servant whom you have taken into our house came in to make sport of me. And when I gave a loud cry, he went running out without his coat. And hearing his wife account of what his servant had done, he became very angry. Because you believe your wife. See your wife. She's supposed to love you. Why would she lie to you? And Joseph Master took him and put him in prison, in the place where the king's prisoners were kept in chains. And he was there in the prison house. But the Lord was with Joseph and was good to him and made the keeper of the prison his friend. Let me tell you something. I don't care what the enemy thinks he has done to you. God can bring you out. God can raise you up and put you up in a place where you never thought you could be. But the Lord was with Joseph and was good to him and made him and made the keeper of the prison his friend. And the keeper of the prison put all the prisoners under Joseph's control. Now, it was destined that he was going to be a leader. In that dream, he tried to explain to them, but they got angry with him by having the dream. You're not going to be over me, even his dad. But his daddy kept watching. He knew that was God. And the keeper of the prison put all the prisoners under Joseph's control. And he was responsible for whatever was done there. And the keeper of the prison gave no attention to anything which was under his care, just like Potiphar. He didn't check behind Joseph on nothing. Because whatever he was supposed to do, he did it, and he did it to the best of his ability. Some things he did better than anybody else because God was for Joseph. And if God be for us, no matter what we do, it's going to excel. No matter what we do, it's going to be a blessing. No matter what we do, it's going to always look better than everybody else. Why is that? God. If you let him control everything in your life, he's going to make your life better. He's going to have people asking you questions. I remember going to a shell station. And the lady asked, well, what you got to do to get a truck like that? What? What you have to do to get a truck like that? Now, we know that when you go to a car dealership, they look at credit. Well, they didn't look at mine, but most places they look at your credit, your work history, all of that. 
So when she said, well, what did it take to get a truck like that or whatever she had? I said, prayer, faith and prayer in God. And then I got a little hot in a way. The nerve of her going to ask me. But guess what? She saw the blessing of the Lord. How do I get blessed like that? Faith and prayer. He's no respecter of person. If he did it for you, he'll do it for me. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Oh, yes, he will. And the keep of the prison put all the prisons under Joseph's control. And he was responsible for whatever was done there. And the keeper of the prison gave no attention to anything which was under his care because the Lord was with him. And the Lord made everything he did go well. I want the Lord to be with me. And everything concerning me goes well. Everything concerning my job goes well. My house. It go well. Wherever I go, things go well for me. Now, sometimes you're going to run into some difficulties. And that's the time that you really pay attention. Because God is doing something. Be careful what you say. Be careful how you handle it. And it will be all right. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're going to uh, uh, chapter 40. And uh, we're going to take a listen to this, and we want to talk a little bit more. And uh, we may, depending on if we run out of time or not, we may have to uh, finish up tomorrow. But let's take a listen. Chapter 40. And it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of his officers, against the chief of the butlers, and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them in ward in the house of the captain of the guard, into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them, and he served them, and they continued a season in ward. And they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. And the chief butler told his dream to Joseph, and said to him, In my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head, and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand, after the former manner when thou wast his butler. But think on me, when it shall be well with thee, and shew kindness, I pray thee, unto me. And make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. For indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. 
When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket there was of all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shalt Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler, and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker, as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. Hmm. Do we see this? No matter what, no matter where Joseph is placed, God blesses him. So now he over at the king's prison, the king where he keeps his people. And uh, that done did wrong, or he got to punish him, you know, give him time or whatever. And God made him flourish even over there. So in verse 1, it says, Now after these things, the chief servant who had cared of the wine and the chief bread maker in Pharaoh's house did something against Pharaoh's order. So he got mad with the baker. Yeah. And threw him in prison. And Pharaoh was angry with the two servants, with the chief wine servant and the chief bread maker. And he put them in prison under the care of captain of the army, in the same prison where Joseph himself was shut up. And the captain put them in Joseph's care, and he did what was needed for them, and they were kept in prison for some time. Oh, they had been there a while. And these two had a dream on the same night. The chief wine servant and the chief bread maker of the king of Egypt, who were in prison, the two of them had dreams with a special sense. Yeah. The butler and the baker. I, 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 I was looking and thinking, because you know what they say, the butler, the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah. So, and then, and in the morning, when Joseph came to them, he saw that they were looking sad. And he said to the servants of Pharaoh who were in prison with him, why are you looking so sad? They said to him, we have had a dream and no one is able to give us the sense. And, and Joseph said, does not, not the sense of dreams come from God? In other words, the ter- interpretation. What was your dream? The chief wine servant gave Joseph an account of his dream. And said, in my dream, I saw a vine before me. And on the vine were three branches. And it seemed as if it put out buds and flowers. And from them came grapes ready for cutting. And the cup was in my hand. And I took the grapes and crushing them into Pharaoh's cup, gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Then Joseph said, this is the interpretation of your dream. The three branches are three days. Verse 13, after three days, 
Pharaoh will give you honor and put you back into the place, and you will give him his cup as you did before when you were in his wine service, when you were his wine service. But keep me in mind when things go well for you and be good to me and say a good word for me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. For truly I was taken by force from the land of the Hebrews and I have done nothing for which I might be put into prison. Now when the chief bread maker saw that the first dream had a good sense, a good interpretation, he said to Joseph, I had a dream and in my dream there were three baskets of white bread on my head. And in the top basket were all sorts of cooked meats for Pharaoh. And the birds was taking them out of the basket on my head. Then Joseph said, this is the interpretation of your dream. The three baskets are three days. After three days, Pharaoh will take you out of prison, hanging you on a tree, so that your flesh will be food for the birds. Now the third day was Pharaoh's birthday, and he gave a feast for all his servants. And he gave honor to the chief wine servant and the chief bread maker among the others. And he put the chief wine servant back in his old place. He gave him his old job back as butler. And he gave the cup in the Pharaoh's hand, so he served him again. But the chief bread maker was put to death hanging as Joseph had said. But the wine servant did not keep Joseph in mind or give a thought to him. Yeah, you done been put back in your place. You, you're not really thinking about the one who told you all about the goodness that would follow. Yeah, you, you, you're too busy uh, getting your own self together, you know, being thankful that, you know, Pharaoh didn't kill me like he did the chief baker. But, but he's giving me a chance. So I got to go with this, y'all. I, I just got to go with this and be good about it. And I can't think of Joseph right now and his problems. He locked up over there, although he interpreted my dream too. But I still can't think of him right now. Yeah, I, I got to think on, you know, did even further in the Pharaoh's uh, good graces. <laughs> so I won't hang on the tree and the birds won't eat my flesh or my head is cut off. Because you know back during them days that's what they did too. They would cut your head off. Cut your hands off, your feet off. Yeah, they, they, they did some stuff back during them days. But I tell the Lord thank you today that he brought us from under kings. And he really didn't want us to be under kings because he wanted to be our king and we obey him. But they said they wanted to be like other nations. They wanted somebody who would go to war for them and fight for them. But every time you get in, into it with another country or nationality, God is right there to take care of you. He bring you out every time. So I, I, I don't understand what, what you're talking about. Yeah. 
We want a king. Give us a king. And God said, okay, that's what they want. So Samuel was uh, uh, going back and forth with the people. God said, he's been your king. He's been your king, and he's been more than good to you. It was like, go back, listen, go back and tell God, we want a king like everybody else got. He said, Samuel, go back and tell these people that the king will take their children. He'll make confectionary bakers out of their daughters, you know, cooks and make. He'll take their sons and put their sons out to war. But they could care less about that. Give us a king. We want what everybody else got. And I tell you, the day we can be like that. With everything. They call it following the Joneses. They got a new car. They don't even serve God. But got a new car. I want one. Look at their house. They able to paint their house, do the trim on it and everything. Look at their yard. I, I serve the Lord. Why I don't have it? Number one, your motive's not right. Good morning, Apostle Boatwright. God bless you today. Motives are not right. And if we go back and remember, that's a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof is destruction. It also brings me back to think on these things. We honor God with our lips, but our heart be far from it. And this was a good thing to hang out with the people, the true people of God. You got to make sure they're the true people of God. This is why you want to hang out with them. So that you can be reminded, so that you can be blessed, so that you can stay on the right track, so that you can keep integrity. All of these things. And so that we're not selfish and forgetful who was a blessing to us. We hang out with the right people. They're going to remind us, and all of these things are going to be done. But we got to stop playing with ourselves and trying to figure it out. And It's plain and simple in the book. Pray for wisdom, knowledge, and a great understanding. And, Lord, I need you to teach me. Amen, Sion. I need you to teach me, Father. It's your word. I know you say, you know, they, they need to hear, and how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he's been sent? But, Father, some of these people haven't been sent. And then you sent them, but they, they got their own interpretation, and it's not yours. It's not the truth. They, they're giving me what, what they think going to move my flesh, what going to make me feel good. I need the truth. And as Pastor Howell said, the whole truth, Father, and nothing but the truth. I want to understand your word, the way you want me to apply it to my everyday life. I don't want to be skipping around the moon and trying to go around the sunshine 
and think I'm on my way. And I got the truth when I'm being tricked. And your spirit is not rejoicing in me, but my flesh is rejoicing. Help me today, Lord Jesus, to get it right with you. David said this, and I'm glad he taught this to me. I cried unto the Lord, and he heard my cry. When I'm sincere and I go before God, it's going to bring tears. And when I cry unto him, he knows it's coming out of my heart, a sincere place. And as Sion said, the lips and the heart is lined up together now. So God know you mean business. Oh, I wish I could tell you some of this testimony, but I can't. Or the person that, that was delivered yesterday. But I know this. When you get real with God, he will really get real with you. I'm talking about when you get real with him, he will show you, I am God. Many people done taught us how to be deep and to go Father, God. No, that's not what he wants. He just wants you to come before him as a child, plain and simple, and just tell him about it. He said, come. Let us reason together. Come, let us talk. Come on, come on. Though your sins be as scarlet, I wash your white as snow. Because see, you got to repent and be clean. He's a holy God. But even in the midst, if we ain't got time to repent and all, we just go, go start talking. Lord, Lord, I want to do better. God, I want to be yours. You say I'm not yours if I'm not obedient. And I'm not obedient right now. I've been doing some things I shouldn't be doing. But, Lord, I want to be yours. I I, I want to please you. I want to only do the things that you can accept, but I need your help. I, I can't do it on my own. But without you, Father, I can do nothing. Do you know God will come in and start moving? That person told me last night, God began to move. When he went to the Lord yesterday morning, and God heard his prayer doing that for us, he said this, he said, I'll never forget this for a Sunday fellowship as long as I live. God did great things for him. He'll do great things for you. You want your own business. You don't know how to get started. You want to write a book. You don't know how to get started. You want to go to Hollywood and impact Hollywood with the things of God, but you don't know how to get started. It all starts on your knees. It all starts in your prayer closet, your personal prayer closet, by telling God what it is you want to do for him, by telling him what you want him to do through you, by telling him how much you want to be in him and how close you want to be to him. And, Lord, I need you to draw me every day closer to you. I want to be yours. I want to do your will and run this race until you call my name and beckon for me. Until then, I want to work unto you daily. The man say he get up in the morning and he asks this question, Lord, what would you have me to do today? That's a great question 
first thing in the morning to ask the Lord. When you come out of your prayer, out of your morning devotion, that's a great thing to ask God. Lord, what would you have me to do today? Lead and guide me to it. Show me how to do it. Oh, he got some mighty sweet ways of showing up on the scene. I went to do one thing, he did another. I was looking for something, and he brought something else. I was looking for a little tiny bit. You know that's what they say, a little small. He brought big because he know the very intent of my heart. And my heart is not to be against him, but to be for him. But, Lord, I'm doing some things out here that I shouldn't be doing. But I want you to teach me how to bring my flesh under subjection, Father, so that I will not be doing these evil things no more. Either I'm for you, God, or I'm against you. You got to quote that word back to him. But you must know it in order to quote it. And just talk to him plain and simple. You don't need all of that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's a good thing. Because he was their God. He don't need all of that Father God singing. He don't need that. Just come straight to him and talk to him. I tell him everything. I tell him everything. If I find myself telling a lie, I'm going to tell God about it. Lord, I, I lied back there, God. I, I, I need help. You said a lie, you won't tear in your sight. Help me today. Whatever it is. Lord, I had road rage two blocks back. You said to obey the Lord, the laws of the land. I was speeding. Father, forgive me. Because if you got the Holy Ghost, it's going to condemn you. It's going to shake you. It's going to push you. It's going to nudge you. Hey, 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 what you doing? What you doing? But now if you don't have it, you won't have a conscience. What you did, you just did it. Oh, well. But if you got the Spirit of God living in you, you won't be happy until you get it right. I'm raising my right hand because I'm guilty. I've done something. And boy, that thing weighed, oh, boy, I said, uh-uh, I know what to do with this right here. Father, in the name of Jesus, you saw what I've done. You already know. But I've come to confess it out my mouth to you. And Father, to ask you to forgive me. And when this thing come back around, it won't find me in the same place. But that my house been swept clean and I moved on in you. I was on First Street when this happened, but now I'm all the way down on Fourth Avenue. I moved. So I know when it come back around, it won't find me there now. It might find me on Fourth Avenue, but it won't find me on First. And if it find me on Fourth, Lord, I don't want to obey it. Whatever it is, and I need you to help me today. Help me, Lord Jesus. When I tell you this man had a beautiful testimony of deliverance, oh, my goodness. He said, and I, I can't lie. I'm not a lying man. I have to tell the truth. And I believe he told me the truth because the things he said, that's just like God. 
if we become bound, he want to loose us. He want to set us free. But many times we holding on to the devil, letting him keep us down. I don't want to be set free. I want to stay right here. Now, you need to be set free. Because things going to get worse if you don't get set free. How can you go out and get what you need to pay your bills and you're bound? They call it stress. They call it depression. I call it being bound because that's what it is. Clothing curtains is too bright in here. You're bound. And the only way to be set free, hallelujah, is through Jesus Christ. That God is the only one going to be able to set you free. And, and, and God and Jesus, they're one. Jehovah and Jesus, they're one. Our constant prayer should be, let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. He wanted to please the Father. He come to do the will of him that sent him, the Father sent him. All that he did, all that he said. You see the writing in red in the Bible, the words of Jesus. He said that's what his father taught him. He get it from the father. And we should too. We should get our behavior and the way we talk and the way we be a blessing from the father. I was even telling the man about something. He said, please don't go there. No, no, don't say that. Don't, don't go there. Because he thought it was going to be a big gossiping session. No, not gossip. I'm telling you the truth of what happened. Yeah, I'd rather get on the phone, tell the truth. It may be about somebody, but tell the truth. And one thing you can say about me, if she said anything, she sure prayed for me. If she said anything, she prayed for me. A lot of times young women in the church with the tight mini skirts and all that on, I can't say nothing. I'm considered a mother. But I can't say nothing because God said, no, those are not the kind you say something to. You love them in the right outfit. You got to love them there. So I don't go condemning them. I go loving them. Hey, baby, how you doing? The color of the outfit may be beautiful. It's just the, the shape and the make of the outfit. It's what the seamstress sold together. But the colors are beautiful. So I may go to them and say, sugar them some beautiful colors. Thank you, ma'am. And, 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 and I love God how he do things. They look at me up and down. I had a, a, a God at the prison say, oh, yeah. Say, you dress like the mother of the church with a spin on it. I was ticklish. <laughs> oh, what? Because she's seen the maxi dress, you know, the long, I love the maxi dresses. Woo, you can't tell me nothing about them. I think they just make me look too good. But anyway, not because it's so holy and sanctified, although Apostle Paul would approve it, but guess what? I like it. it it's just what I like. And today I like a flat fancy shoe, if we can call it fancy. Yeah. So look. They look me up and down. They look at my hair, look at my glasses to see if they designer. 
I get designer glasses, but it wasn't my intention because I didn't go over there with, I'm going to get me some Versace. <laughs> Did I say it right? See, uh, uh, I'm going over there and get me some uh, uh, Klein glasses. What is name Klein? You know who I'm talking about, see, uh, I'm going over there and I'm going to get the Gucci glasses. That's not my intention. Calvin Klein, you better say it. <laughs> You're going to help me preach this, won't you? So, so look, it's, like, it's not my intention to go over there and get this name brand stuff. She talking about, yes, ma'am. Look here. It is my intention to go get me something I can see. You understand where I'm going when I'm driving at night? Yeah, I need something to see. And then when I take the glasses off, many times I see better than when the glasses off. But I'm used to them and I like them. That's all. But God, the God that I serve, always present, always making a way. Oh, look, he will give you what you need. I promise you, moving way out here, out of town, I needed a new truck. I needed dependable. The truck I had, it was a good truck. It was dependable. But I was going to need something that last me longer. That truck was, what, five years older than the new truck. God gave me what I needed. He supplied me. I didn't even think about I didn't even consider that. He gave me the new truck before I moved in the new house. I wasn't even thinking. He come in and he put it together. Many days, I don't know what to wear. He put the outfit together. I didn't know what to wear yesterday. He showed me a black suit. I had hanging in that closet. I know that suit's been in that closet at least, I want to say, six or seven years. I dry cleaned it, left it. You know how to put the plastic, left the plastic over there and hung it in the closet and went on. And every time I, I, I turn around, I, I get a new outfit to wear to something, whatever. But he told me yesterday, because I was going to wear a black and white dress with some fancy black. Go look in that closet and get that black suit. Went straight to it. Had some old clothes I had on the same, uh, under the same plastic. Years it's been in the closet. I had it dry clean and it's just been there. When I was giving out, I didn't get his stuff away because God knew there was a day coming I was going to need it. I love dresses. I came out the suits a long time ago. I want to say way back in the maybe the late 90s, I come out the suits and I wear dresses. Dresses never go out of style. Yeah, If you buy the right ones with the cut for you, they never go out of style. But if you got the dip in the back and the short, whether the long in the back and the short in the front and the dip, they may go out. But the tight dresses I buy, they'll never go out of style. All you need is the shoe and the hairdo. All right, now. And you are good to go. Nobody walk up to you and say, mm, is that our baby? Where you get that dress from? I ain't seen them kind. Of, I used to love them dresses, but 
I didn't know where to get no more. They outdated. You won't be able to buy no more. I'm talking about the things of God that God will do for you when you love him, when you're obeying. When you're praying that this mind be in you, the same mind that was in his son, Jesus Christ, to obey God to the letter, the last letter. Now, look, I want you to understand people going to talk about you. There's some things you did in your past. That's been 20, 25 years ago. They're not going to forget that. Although the scripture says, any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now, they're they not going to go there. They're going to remember when on you. I, I'm just sharing this morning. They're going to come to you with foolishness. Looking at you crazy because of what you said, just like with Jesus. He gave parables they couldn't understand. You told them something they couldn't understand that. Many mornings, people have come here. They couldn't stay. Guess why? They didn't understand. But those that get what they need every morning, they're coming back every morning. Sometimes they don't get nothing today. It'd be a week later. They get some a month later. But they come every day. Oh, waiting on God to deliver to them. Waiting on God to supply for them because he supply needs. I'm so grateful for this faithful view. It's not for everybody, but this faithful view, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And many times God will use my mouth to speak into your life because you're faithful. I have friends. I really do. Ah, thank you. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you, Miss Moon. Friends are somebody who go through things with you. Friends are somebody who encourage you. Sometimes they may not know what to say, so it's what they do. Mm. My goodness, Dr. Goodness. It's not what they say. It's what, hey, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. I looked at that thing this morning. I read. Follow instructions to, to the letter. I say, I read this to the letter. I say, can we talk? Yeah. You feel like FaceTiming? Yeah. And then she tell me, thank you for talking to me. Thank you for faith. Whatever I need. When she knew I needed a computer, she came through. I, I, I'm talking about real friends. That when y'all hear me talk about that Sion, when you hear me talk about that buddy, these real people, them, them the real friends too. Boat right. I said, I'm doing this, this, and this. She send me whatever she can. Or whatever the Lord speak on to them hard to tell me. Oh yeah, Rita. Rita gonna come. They all coming, don't worry about it. She'll be back. 
because she's looking for God. And she's looking for the things of God. Anthony, he got the word. Get on on the road, boy, and drive. That boy do some driving. Ain't no way I'm going to drive from no Wyoming all the way up through and through and go over here and then into Florida. What? My knee hurt over that. <laughs> my toe hurt over the thought of the drive. Anthony's somewhere everywhere. And when he get a minute, he going to check in. And you can tell just as good when he's been before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all right. That minister Shonda. <laughs> Evangelist. Y'all know how she talks. Um, Evangelist, I said, what? Did you raise the $500 yet? Oh, she may not say, did you raise it yet? She may say, this towards the 500 Shonda. And been here for years. Came, went away, came back and didn't leave again because just where she's supposed to be in the morning. Minister Shonda. I know God chose this woman. I know God called her. And you're talking about smart. I wish she lived here. I'll work her like a Hebrew slave because she is smart. Remember, she came and took me out to the, uh, well, took me, Britt, Britt, and Chavez, and Sister Diane come with her. What kind of food that was? Filipino something. Yeah, Filipino food, I think. I hope I'm saying it right. Took me out there and fed me till I won't no more. <laughs> oh, and paid for it. I said, Lord, this woman here, God, you got to bless her back. Got home and sent me a gift back. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. And a gift I really needed. Remember that, Minister Shonda? Forks and spoons. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm to my top of the line. Good silverware. Sister Diane come with her. Lord, y'all know I ain't have no money. I was scraping. She didn't go to the Dollar Tree to give me her gift. I went over to the Dollar Tree and did what I could. Then I always got new clothes, so I went back there. And the dress was a little too big for Minister Shonda, but bless her heart, she took it anyway. She took it anyway, you know, not to hurt my feelings. And I, I saw it was a little too big, but I know if she took it, they could, you know, tighten it up for, you know, seamstress could make it to fit her. I don't forgot what I gave Diane, I think shoes or something. Yeah. But when, they, when she come back this time, I, I think I'm going to be in a better position to bless. Because when they come, anybody from Andrea Spinner Essence, when they come, I got to give you something. You got to leave with something. God loves a cheerful giver. Y'all think I'm playing with that. I don't play. Not with that. Because, the oh, and he multiplied what I put in the offering yesterday. It wasn't very much because I didn't have very much. I had the gutter man money. He gave me clean the gutters around the house and I I had his money, and I didn't know what day he going to stop by for his money. So I didn't feel led to give his money. But on the way, I could have gave it because on the way, I was blessed with dinner. Then Nikki said, you want to come and eat with us? We going to the beach to eat. I said, no, Nikki. Uh, I want you and your husband to spend time together. Because he, he, he bust out in the BMW yesterday, the white B. Oh, it was so pretty. And him and her, he said he had a perfect day yesterday. Yeah, because he came to the Fourth Sunday Fellowship, 
and uh, he, he took on down, you know, to the beach to eat on the beach, you know, because we was in the Atlantic Beach. I headed on home, stopped by Larry Giant Subs when you get through over there. Oh, don't fool with them now. Don't talk about, oh, that's how she wanted a sub. Oh, yeah, because everybody can't eat subs. I can't have no sub every week. But I could reward myself with that Italian sub. Huh? On the way home. The sub wasn't but $9, so that lets you know I didn't have $9. But I was blessed with 20 Got me a sub and some chips. Came on home and drank my pineapple thing with my sub. And honey, I felt like I had been to uh, seafood by the lake, seafood by the beach. Yeah, God is faithful. And when we appreciate the little thing, he's going to reward us with much more. I had to learn how to handle a credit card before I got old, uh, what do you mean, discovery cards. And I, I couldn't get them kind of cards. Because the day I get it, I done, over, I done maxed it out and didn't have the money to put it back on the car. Didn't have the, the minimum payment. The next month to pay it. So he wasn't giving me no discovery, no black cards and Katie Blanche or whoever she is. The big cards, you know what I'm talking about. He wasn't giving me that until I learned how to handle that. I remember I wanted that old... Uh, what the people named Sion? You know who I'm talking about. I wanted that. Uh, uh, oh, I could see it, but I can't see it. it, it and it ain't about nothing, no cheap junk and charging y'all the money for it. I wanted that car. I don't know why, but I prayed and I waited. I prayed and I waited. Finally, I get the car. I see why I didn't have it. It's for money. But guess what? Bank card. At one time, I, could, I couldn't have no checking account. Or oh, they're getting a savings account all day long. But checking? No, sister friend. You do illegal things with checks and things. Uh-uh. Then it got to the point where they run your credit. Ooh, but God opened the door. But I couldn't have this kind of stuff until he taught me. He had to take me to the word and show me. Don't, don't, don't let evil be once named among you. Don't let illegal, don't let criminal activities bother. That's not what checks for. Look, I got them, cut them up. But once he thinks you, you ain't got to cut them up. You ain't going to do nothing with them checks. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. Now, you ain't buying no bad checks. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So I worked with the, the debit card. And then wipe my memory of how to illegally use the debit card. Now you ain't doing that no more. You said in your older age, coming into it, you didn't want to be bothered with no illegal activities. You didn't want sin to be once named among you. I don't know how to use no debit card to get no money like I used to. If a bank made me mad, baby, I'll go over there and rape them with the debit card. Do you hear me? He took all of that away from me. 
old chitin self. Took that chitin spirit away from me. I'm running checks from one bank to another when it falls, ain't no money. Because he began to show me the, the cashiers, he began to show me the bank president. These people got to give an account of what you did. Yeah. So he took all that skim scamming and flamming and hamming and bamming. He took all of that away. <laughs> I knew what I was doing after a while, see, y'all. See, it started off, I may not have known starting off. Oh, but after a while, because I had begun to study some things. And after a while, I, I, I knew what I was doing. But once he came in, remember I told you, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Remember that? He changed my whole life. I ain't going to sing this morning. Uh, he changed. A wonderful change came over me. As it ended up, I wasn't what I used to be. <laughs> I wasn't what I could have been, what I could have been. I wasn't what I used to be, wasn't what I could be, but he brought me where I should be. Hey, unto him. Now unto him that keep me from falling. He keeps me blameless. Blameless. Whenever I stand before his throne, it's going to be blameless for Bob. Huh? He's got that kind of power. He knows his thoughts towards me. He loves me. Oh, sinner, Barbara. Oh, check right, right, chitin, dope selling, Bob. Barbara that lost her children to the state. God had to give them back. What? He did all of this to me. Oh, gas stealing, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't imagine. Yeah, and they said, oh, you're so smart. <laughs> and me too. Don't think you're the only one, sugar. We'll compete. We will compete for testimony. How he delivered us. <laughs> Sister Jerry would tell me some things and it would tickle me so bad. I couldn't let her know I was laughing. Because what she said she had done, I would put my name there. And she thought she was telling me something. One day she, I said, Jerry, you saying that like you better than God. Baby, I said, Jerry, that, that right there, that, that, that's nothing. I said, didn't he forgive you for that? <laughs> uh, didn't he forgive? Jerry, you're not better than God. Like God can't forgive you for that. Oh, I done been to blow horn bar. He changed my whole life. Yes, he did. Turned everything around. Yeah, turned it around. Gave me a new, a new mind to think with. I, I, I couldn't think like that no more. Remember, I told you how I used to sit on the front porch and drink the Budweiser's in the cool of the evening. At one time, I was smoking weed, and I think I thought I would philosophize. <laughs> I thought I would, you know, just be so. A smart and heavy, I could just figure everything out. Just dumb. Huh? Just a fool. 
Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, but when I got in Christ, huh? I became a new creature. I didn't have to have no more totes of weed. I didn't have to drink no Crown Royal. I need no Moscato wine, the best kind, in the blue dog blue box. With all that gold, you know. I didn't need that no more. I found a savior and he's sweet, I know. Yes, lady. He's sweeter. Look at you. I want you to behave. <laughs> he's sweet, I know. He's sweet, I know. Dark clouds may come. Stormy wind may blow. But I'll tell the world, hey, glory, where I thank you, Lord, I go. I found a Savior, and he's sweeter. He cleaned me up. I couldn't clean myself up, y'all. He said, come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. See, I was burdened and heavy laden. I couldn't get no rest. But when I took my burden to him, he fixed it for me. I'm a brand new creature. Old things have passed away. I'm not that old barber. I never was one to wear, you know, makeup every day. But the hairdos and the jewelry and, you know, foolishness. And, 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 and the shoes, fancy. Oh, my God. See, I didn't need that no more. God delivered me from me. And the works of the devil. I gave the devil back all his tools. Yeah. The dope plan. And it, 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 all that, it, it, I gave it all back to him. I'm that new creature. Yeah, I'm the one that want to pray for you. Uh-huh. Now, you know I'm still on top of the shoe game. Now, quit playing with it, Okay. She coming up still on top of my shoe game. We love shoes, some of us. We can't let it go. We women. We like beautiful things. Yeah. Yeah, I love them too. My daughter loved them too. Yeah. The one that passed away. She loves shoes. Hey, check these out. She bought me and her both feet off with a real bar of gold hanging off the side. What? I gave mine away because y'all know I don't care about stuff. She got upset because she thought it was sentimental. I bought it for my mom. What, girl? This girl over here needs some shoes. Ain't no time to be sentimental on a pair of sneakers. This girl needs shoes. She bad feet over here. And, baby, she was, well, I worked at the homeless shelter for children, the runaway shelter. Oh. Dottie even loved, like shoes because remember she bought that the pair I designed. Look, the girl walking around at the at the children's shelter with the shoes on, with her jeans and her big shirt and belt and thing. And when I looked at it, I said, Oh, bless her heart. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I did. You know I'm gonna be a blessing. I was a blessing just on my way to the fourth Sunday fellowship. Honey, y'all don't understand. I stopped by with some groceries and gave them groceries to them children. Honey, I was too happy. God loves a cheerful giver. Ooh, I felt like getting out the car doing the shimmy out there. I don't know what I'd have done. <laughs> happy, happy to be a blessing. And if the leaders stop listening at these jackleg crooked 
one-eyed sidewinders calling themselves preachers, talking about self-preservation is number one. The devil is a lie and a fool and will make a lie and a fool out of you if you let him. You don't do that. You give where you can. But you got to have faith now. You got to have faith and trust in God to do all of that. You ain't got but $20 and you get a whole 20 away. See on, know you're going to need $3 worth of gas in the tank. Stop it, I say, Bob. Yeah. Okay. You're going to get a whole 20 away, Jerry, knowing you need that ice from 7-Eleven. Might need two a week. But you ain't got nothing now. You done gave it all away. But by faith and trusting God, he multiplied the 20 a hundredfold. Here come $2,000. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not telling you what they told me. I'm telling you what he has done and what he will do. He is almighty God that has all the power. There's no higher power. He's Jehovah God. They, they, they give him different names and say he is a provider, he's a healer, he's all of that into one. You know, we like to categorize things and make it look. All I need is Jehovah God, who was the beginning, the ending, uh, the author and finisher of my faith. That's all I need. I, all that other stuff, I don't need it. I done ran over time. Listen, I'm going to one quick song when we come back. The studio is open. Please feel free to press that number one and come in. And if you have something you would like to say, we got time. Hallelujah. I'm going to this one right here. Matter of fact, Dr. Goodman, I'm going to dedicate this one to you this morning. Cause all my life you have been saved. 
she's really playing with my mind right now, telling me, well, you're back at a certain part now in your life. Well, you're getting ready to have this. Now, this is going to happen to you now. Now what you're going to do? You're going to lose your house? You're going you're gonna to give away all your cars and trucks? What's wrong with you giving away so much? Are you crazy? So I went to bed last night and I said, Lord, I know I'm not a fool because I'm your child and you say you don't have fools, you have sound-minded people. So thank you, God, and I'm not crazy. I'm a cheerful giver. I'm going to sow my seeds every month because I promise you every time I sow my seeds, I don't cabin and I do not do without anything. Sometime out of nowhere, we'll get a check for the just amount of money we needed. I said, oh, Lord, look at all this we got. Father says, sis, I want to go. I said, Bob, I can't use nothing else. I can't use it. My freezer are oversight. But I just want to tell God, thank you. What he's done, what he's about to do, I don't care what your situation looks like. They could have the foreclosure notice on your door. Didn't I have that? Two weeks later, I got the titles to my house in the mail. So wrongfully credibly done. I don't care what they call it. It's called God says what I give, no man can take from it. So now the devil's playing with my mind again. And I went to bed and I said, God, I'm just going to not talk to nobody today. I'm just going to pray all day for different ones you send me out to pray for. And I'm going to go to sleep because I know that you're about to turn this situation around. It's already turned around, Barbara. I'm not even worried. I, I called the people today. Just when I was time for me to talk to them, they hung up. I'm like, oh, Lord. Well, I said, because you dropped the wrong person coming on the line. Continue to sow your seed. Sow your seed. Because he that sows shall we receive. God do not, he do not accept you going to owe God because he ain't going to let you owe him. Here, you raised two special needs children at three weeks old, and you've been doing it all your life. So I'm not going to reward you. God is faithful. He's so faithful. I don't care how sick I be some days. But that barber, she'll know how to come through and bring me some cake. Oh, I was able to get up out the bed yesterday. I want you to stop telling it. I want you to stop telling it that I give you cake because they know you don't really eat and all you want is sweet. So now just just keep certain things under your belt. God, say I can tell it all. Tell it all. The lady came in, she said, oh, yeah, she's been laying her sisters like a little cat, can't move. But I got that cake in, I jumped up, got in my shower, started singing loud. She said, cake does all that. She said, but you won't eat this food in here. Yeah. I know, but you know what? This is giving me the right amount of energy. I'm up now, sitting up looking, wanting to know what I, I can get sweet to eat today. Oh, no. 
Well, you got oh, a couple no, of slices. You, you, you do have a couple of more slices. She can't get it out of Give me time. Give me time. Give me time. Let that get out my system. Tonight. And when I get to the point, I can't get up for three or four days, and I call you going, Barbara. Oh, my goodness. I can barely make it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Tell me, you rationing cake to me? Yeah, because you know you can't have it like that. And you can't I'm have it. I'm so upset with two cakes, two slices. I said, two slices? What is going to do? The two whole nice. time I was talking to me, I was stuffing that cake in my mouth. She said, Jerry, you're going mom. Oh, I got a cake full of mouth. Cake, mouth full of cake. Uh-huh. I had just dropped it off for Jerry. And I just ate it. You had even made it probably down to the first red light. I was about done. But you know what, Jerry? God got a mighty sweet way. And if you ask yeah. him to take the, 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 the desire for those sweets, because see, once the desire leaves, you won't crave them like that. But the more sweet I know. You, the more sweets you put in you, the more sugar you're gonna crave. Yeah. And I know I was going through a sign of depression yesterday and when you bought the cake, because I was saying, Lord, I wish I had my mama to talk to. I don't have nobody to talk to and I got this situation. And it's it's just bigger than me. He said, continue to talk to me. I said, but this is bigger than me. And I can't even get up out of bed. I just did the, did the thing. He said, hold up. I got a surprise coming for you. So the lady came in. I saw her drinking a red soda. I said, that's a surprise? He said, no, I wouldn't tell him to give you no soda because you don't like sodas like that. He said, just hold up. Bible went, beep, 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 Jerry, I'm out in the yard. I'm like, oh, God, she bring me food. I don't want no food. See. He brought the cake in. I'm like, oh. It was like I got a rejuvenation. Hey, Father. God will uh, even give you your heart desire. Yes, he will. You but you I know what? It. Uh-uh. it ain't that you needed it. You wanted it. And we got to pray against that. We got, uh-uh. uh We bind that up in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it, the addiction of sugar. From all of us that have it, we rebuke it and cast it to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we ask that you would rebuke it for our sake in Jesus' name. Because Jared is killing, is killing. Sugar is, it, 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 it destroys kidneys, livers, eyes. It destroys so much. Especially when you have it too much. Because God has kept my kidneys good, my diabetes good. Don't you have it? And I said, yeah, God, what is, what is going on? He says, in due season, Jerry, you have gone through a lot of trauma. I'm giving you something to surpass. But one day you're going to wake up and someone's going to offer you cake and say, oh, I don't eat that no more. Mm-hmm. He said, but I'm waiting on you to tell me for sure. That's what you want. Okay. And see, so you can't walk the straddle line with God. One day don't want it, next day asking for it. One day don't want it. You no. got to really make up your mind. So I'm, I'm gonna need some help praying on. Make up your mind. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Well, let it be all right. Because, girl, we just see, I just jumped out that bed. Woo. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm oh. bored until you did. 
But you know what? Like I said, we done prayed and, and we asked God to rebuke it. And every time the thought come back, I'm going to rebuke it and you rebuke it and you're going to be all right in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. 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 Is there anyone else have something they would like to say? We got some time. Morning to you, Sister Samoa. Good morning to you, uh, Pastor David. Uh, good morning to you, Minister Shonda. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. Good morning to you, my Fion. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. Oh, all right, now, I knew you was going to do it. Good morning, Brother Anthony. God bless you, sir. How are you? Let me finish this. Let me finish this right quick. Good morning to you, Brother Anthony. Again, good morning to you, Sister Karen. And good morning to you, Sister Rose Brown in the house today. Oh, uh, yeah. My weekend will be wicked. All right, now. I need, I need you to call in a little more often, wicked, and it's going to be all right in Jesus' name. All right, Brother Anthony, you got the floor. Yes, sir. Uh, through appointment 
you know, because the last time they all, I was on the show, I, I asked y'all to pray, you know, concerning the job. And, you know, Lord be the guy, he opened the door. And, you know, I, that uh, the same day that, you know, the confirmation that I got the job was sent to me, you know, I, I said, Lord, I said, if this job is for me, this is where you want me to be. Lord God, let me hear from him today, you know, and show his grace and his mercy. I got that text message, and God said, you got the job. Oh, you know, we just want to find out your, your start date. So, I, you know, I just thank God to just show, you know, showing me, you know, that God, you know, with me, you know, that God just continue to give favor and, you know, he give you your heart desire and, you know, what's for you is for you. You know, as God and God will do it, you know, but sometimes we just got to trust and be obedient in it. So, you know, I just thank God and it's a blessing, you know, to me because, you know, I ain't say I'm tired. I wouldn't say I was tired of driving, but, you know, I wanted to be more more effective, you know, in ministry, you know, through the ministry that I'm at, you know, and being, you know, and also wanted to be home, you know, not out on the highway every, you know, all the time. So, you know, that still being able to drive but not having to drive as far and being able to be home, you know, daily, you know, and still be effective in ministry, you know, as well. So, you know, I just thank God and, you know, it's, it's just a blessing to me. I can't thank him enough, you know, for what he's doing. And I just thank him. I just praise his name. Glory be to God. And it's just a, a blessing you know, just to, you know, know that, you know, he, he knows the of a person, but he loved me that much, you know, and as I continue to uh, seek him, you know, and do what he called me to do, you know, that he opened the door for me. So, you know, I, I just thank God for that, but I wanted to share that with you, Lord be to God. And um, driving this morning, I trying to stay focused on this highway, but uh, uh, I just, too, also just, you know, thinking about, know, thinking back, you know, to Miss Barbara, you know, this, what you're saying, you know, how with the, uh, the testimony of the, the the guy and, you know, things that we have done in the past, you know, and then us, you know, coming to know God and, you know, sometimes we still be in, you know, in uh, things that we haven't really got delivered from, but, you know, as we grow more in him and we seek him daily and we pray and we fast and you know, stay in this word, you know, that he continue to share those layers off of us, you know, and, and mold us into, you know, the man and woman of God that he desires to be. So, you know, it's just a blessing and, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, know that he will continue to do great and mighty things in us, you know, but it don't happen overnight. And, that's, you know, that's one thing I had to learn, too, in my walk, you know, in this walk with God and in my relationship with God and, you know, what God has been doing in my life, you know, and he had to give me the patience, too, you know, the patience, the wait, mm-hmm. and, you know, continue to give me the strength to hold on, to trust him, you know, and then all that, you know, the, uh, that patience and, you know, giving him time to allow him to do what he need to do in me, you know, so, you know, I, I just think about, you know, that, you know, Miss Barbara, you told me Many of the times I spoke that, you know, sometimes we just, you know, have to have to wait and, you know, things ain't going to happen overnight. But, you know, slowly as he, you know, work his, his plan for our lives that, 
you know, the things that he desired for us and what he called us supposed to do, it shall come to pass. So you know, I just thank God again for that, and I thank God for y'all, and thank God for you, Miss Barbara, and God bless y'all this morning. Y'all have a blessed and awesome day today, and y'all just continue to keep me in y'all prayers, and I continue to keep me in, keep y'all in mind. Amen. 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 All right, Brother D, I see you guys now. You know, it excites me when I see that 706. Hey, glory. Yeah, I thank God for the 706. I see it this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Tell the mama I said hello and the boys and uh, your wife. God bless your family, Brother D. God bless your family. Yeah. D and after we all go way back. Louis. Yeah, that's them uh, 12 and 13-year runners. <laughs> They've been here 13 years with me like I've been here 13 years. They came and never left. Yeah, I got bro, after them from over there on broad TV. It's no longer they don't do it no more. Next thing I know, Brandy was there, broad TV. Kept coming and didn't stop. Every now and then he pop up his show, but I'm listening at you, Sister Barbara. I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah, and that is true. Dita been through the storm and lots of rain, all kind of accidents. The fool shot him. Somebody shot him. The car, when I seen the car that the accident was in, he should have been dead and gone. But God let you live on. Yeah. Because you are, you're a living testimony. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord you're still alive. Huh? Yeah. God showed him. I'm for you, boy. I'm for you. And the devil will not kill you. You're not going nowhere until I say so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think back on them days. And see the goodness of the Lord. See how God doesn't work it out. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? We have a few minutes. 14 minutes. We got 14 minutes. And if we go over, I think Blog Talk will be all right. They'll be all right. Yeah. But all right. All right. We're moving right along. We're going to pray this morning and go to our last song of the morning. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. For another episode of Jesus in the Morning. And if this is your first time, God bless you. Don't let it be your last. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, press that number one. Let us see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we can get to know you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day for all you've done. Thank you for what you're doing right now. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. And, Lord, any mistakes we've made today, any wrong we've done today, Lord, we ask that you would fix it. And know what, Father, fix it according to our hearts. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. And, Father, we give you praise. Bless our going out today and our coming in. Father, we ask today that you will continue to meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Ask today that you would send uncommon blessings our way, uncommon miracles 
our way. And Lord, it's not just talk to sound good, but God, we desire uncommon blessings and uncommon miracles today. And we know that you're able and you supply, you're able to supply. So we ask that you would do it for each of us, every listener, every caller, those coming through the archives and the podcast. Do it today, Father, in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. And Father, we ask this morning that you would bless Nikki. Bless her, God. Fix whatever needs to be fixed. Move in a mighty way for her this day in the name of Jesus. And Lord, anybody we've forgotten to pray for, Lord, bless Pamela large. Touch and heal her lungs, God. Wherever this fluid is coming from, touch and heal today in the name of Jesus. We bind it up, this sickness, and cast it to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus, and never to return to her again in Jesus' name. We thank you. We give you glory. Ah, Father, we give you honor and praise for it this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you. Ah, oh, he's moving right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you today. Ah, we thank you in Jesus' name. Mm. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Ah, thank you. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. <clears throat> God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I seek the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, June the 26th. 2023 in our time in Jesus name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye and uh, we are going to our last song of the morning. And uh, I want to dedicate this one. Wait a minute. Y'all work with me. All right. I'm going to dedicate this one to Irene.
wasn't no pretty folk. Thank you. But you think your looks got it. Thank you. But I wish I had somebody who might get a little ugly for it. Thank you. And just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When my life could have been cut off. Thank you. And the neighbor didn't even know. Thank you. You let me made it. Thank you. You let me live. Thank you. May not have everything I want, but I thank you for what you gave me.